Morty, Morty, you need to just close that door because we're going to start family more soon. All right, so we'll say good evening, good evening, a good night, almost a good night of Shabbos. Should we close this down? Um, it's a noise. Um, it hurts. It just hurts. It just hurts. It's not a shite. Thank you. I'll say, again, for the, uh, this is like, quite beautiful and quite amazing. Ashkoach Tzerub Steve for really organizing all of the mashka for tonight. Shkoyach, shkoyach. And again, if you would like to sponsor any of the future nights, please see Rub Steve, and he will be happy to make that happen. So we're continuing on tonight. Demir Hashem, we know we spent the last two weeks. Uh, yeah. spent the last two weeks focusing on the Chaban on Shavuos and we saw the Rebbe, the Rebbe really spoke to us in such a profound way regarding the notion of Achtos and the need for Achtos and it's only Kabbalah Satora with Achtos so we're coming back now to Akitsu Veranu and in this particular Sefer again remember we're talking about the Chaban is describing over here the process of Geula and what Geula looks like and what Geula means. You know, I was thinking about this as we're getting now back into this Limbo de Sashem over the next, uh, I think the next time maybe before, maybe like before Halavai Tishabav will be a Yamtiv Emir Sashem. So before we get into Tishabav, as a Yamtiv, we'll do some of the Chaban's pieces on, on Zechel Khurban, and then Emir Sashem will get into Yamim Noraim. It's hard to believe, it's almost Elul. It's almost Elul, right? It's right around the corner. So we'll get to the Chavana some... You want I'm sorry? Almost. <laughs> 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 it's almost Elul. I, I wanted to say something. So I, we made, I, I'll tell you, we made Abdullah, made Abdullah on Matzah Yantiv. And my daughter said to just to Tati, the next Yantiv is Rosh Hashanah. Oh, the next Yamtiv is Rosh Hashanah. I said to her, I'm going to start doing Shavah. I'm going to start doing So we're going to get, but we have a, a couple of weeks still to get back now into Akitsu Varananu and to really delve into once again this Limo. So just to reorient ourselves a little bit because it's been two weeks since we've done the Sefer. But the last piece that the Chaban was really focusing on was the notion of Bikida and Zechira. So remember again, two different parts of the gulas. So remember again, pekida, which again, pekida literally means what? Literally means what? Remembrance, right? Remembering. So pekida is the first step in gula, where dramatic events happen. But according to the Chalban, what happens? Those dramatic events are kind of like shrouded in teva. They take place in the natural order of the world. It's not supernatural events, or I should say. It's supernatural events, but supernatural events embedded in the natural framework of the world and of the human condition. So there are events that occur, and when they first occur, everyone sees the Yad Hashem, the incredible hand of God in these events. But remember again, then what happens? Then what happens? After the period of Pekita, then ultimately, then, then ultimately... Oh. <laughs> so, 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 so then after, after Pekida, after Pekida, <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like the, he's like Hillel by the skylight, you know what I'm saying? He just, he just, he just wants a little. All right, boys, we'll come back. Uh, good, I know you come back, but they're going to dive a matter of after the shir if you want also. Good, leave after Mincha. Not not after not after Kedusha, they have to study for Mitzvah Sashat. It's true. It's true. So say so. So remember again. 
So then remember again, there's, there's Pekidah, and the period of Pekidah, ultimately again, we have the Yad Hashem, but the Yad Hashem cloaked in Teva. And then remember again, in our last year, if you remember in our last year, the Chaban describes something amazing happens. After this incredible his oros, this incredible spiritual awakening with Pekidah, then what happens? The world almost pulls away from Hashem. So it's a fascinating thing. The world pulls away. And then ultimately, again, Geula really reaches its apex or its zenith with Zechira. And in the period of Zechira, that's when ultimately, again, there is a reawakening again. People remember HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because as the Chalban said, no matter how much the Jew veers, he never veers too far away. So now this week we're going to focus on this, this next section, uh, page Ayin Beis. Page Ayin Beis. This is actually, this is a beautiful, beautiful piece here. So the Chalban writes, title of the section is Hayachas, Literally, the relationship between the body and the soul in the neshama of Klal Yisrael and their connection, and their connection. So listen to this. Writes the Chalban. Remember again, the Chalban also pointed out that pekida is really something that lifts up the body versus zechira, which is the process that ultimately lifts up and purifies the neshama. But he says this process, so both say, so we were describing up until now this pekida, zechira, pekida, uh, divine revelation, but embedded in Teva in the natural order, zechira, divine revelation in the supernatural. The Chaban also adds in over here that the real impact that pekida has is it awakens the body versus Zechira really awakens the Neshama. The Chaban says, let's use this as an opportunity. The Chaban says, this notion of Pekida awakening the body, Zechira awakening the Neshama, teaches us a very important lesson in the relationship between the body and the soul. And I both say, this is one of these pieces that, that is just, well, you'll see right now, just so profound. Look what he writes. HaKodesh HaElyon Mechulal Umehavve'es HaKol. The, what we'll call, what he calls Kodesh HaElyon, the essence of Kiddusha, the highest level of Kiddusha, encompasses everything. Right? We're going to see that there are different levels of Kiddusha in this world. But the highest level, the highest order of Kiddusha, it encompasses everything. There's nothing that's outside of it. In this highest level of Kiddusha, it's not just the soul that's holy, but it's the body. It's the guf that's holy as well. So look what he writes over here. And this is really, really very beautiful. He says, let's just look at the words. The real essence of physical life, eno elo levush, is a garment. Hamevate umegalim es hakodesh b'merchav yachomer. They will say, what's the essence of the body? What's the job of the guf? The job of the guf is to somehow help reveal the kedusha that's in the world of the material. We'll see what this means in just a moment. Zohi madrega ha'amitis harigalam yisal. 
Rebosa, we're going to see, let me get a little ahead of myself and then we'll dial it back a little bit. What the Chaban is going to say is, we often live lives where we, there, there, are two, there are two parallel tracks, right? What are the two parallel tracks in life? We have to group everything into one of two tracks. What would it be? Right, what I want to do and what I'm doing, absolutely. By the way, right, that's the the truth is bar shekivanto. Like we're gonna we're gonna quote the Ramchal in just a little bit, not that Ramchal, but you know, I I often say that the Ramchal says it's one of my favorite pieces. The Ramchal says in the in the introduction to no in Parak not in the introduction in Parak Aleph from Silas Yisharim, he says that a person has to ask themselves one fundamental question each and every day: What is my obligation in this world? And it often struck me that the Chaban doesn't say a person should ask themselves, what do I want to do? Right? You see, we often think, like, from the time that we're kids, right, our parents ask us, what do you want to do when you grow up? The Chaban says, it's the wrong question. It's the wrong question. A Yid doesn't ask, what do I want to do when I grow up? A Yid asks, what does Hashem need me to do? And then she's saying, good. See, mostly sometimes the hardest thing in life is the things I want to do are not the things that I need to do, right? Or the things that I need to do are not really the things that I have an interest all that much in doing. <laughs> so much of successful living is just bending your knee before HaKadosh Baruch Hu and saying, Shalom, I'm in this world not to do what I want. I'm in this world what I, to do what you need me to do. The Chaban will also suggest is another thing. Two parallel tracks in life, Kodesh and Chol. Kodesh and Chol, right? We say it. How do we begin the week? How do we begin the week? You are the one who's Mavdil Ben Chodesh Lechol. Boss, remember again, we, why do we recite Havdalah in Atachonin La Adam Das? Why? Because what's Havdalah? Havdalah is the ability to be Mavdil, the ability to distinguish between that which is Kodesh, sanctified, and that which is Chol, and that's mundane. We put Havdalah in Atachonin La Adam Das. Because sometimes the greatest use of one's das is the ability to be mafkin, to distinguish what's kodesh, what's chol. The Chaban says, the Chaban says that the highest level that we could reach as people, although we're going to see it's not really a level you reach as an individual. I began to see that the, one of the Chaban's major themes is one of achdos. Right? So one of the levels that we could reach as an am, as a collective, is this ability to see everything in the world of Kedusha. That when you delve a little bit deeper, you get to this higher level, there's no such thing as Kodesh and Chol. All there is is what? All there is is what? There's Kodesh. There's Kodesh. And that's what he writes. Zohi madrega ha'amites hari'ule amisrael. She madregas Kodesh elyon. Now we'll say, what's the ma- we're learning something new tonight. There's this thing called the madrega of Kodesh elyon. The level of the, of the highest kedusha. What is that? Bo kol merchave hachayim hachormim mahavim bechinas gof olavush el haneshama hanedadira or ashrina. In that level of kodesh elyon, kodesh elyon, everything is holy. Everything is connected to the neshama. There's no bifurcation, right? There, there, there's no tzvedinin, there's no right? There's no two parallel tracks. There's no mavdu ben kodesh lechol. Everything is kodesh. Look at he writes. I both said, this is beautiful. Then move on zeh. So when you try to understand this, he says, Hachalom al metzios mitukenas, ukidusha inenerak bekach, so I say, listen to this. The Chavan says, okay. So you ask a person, you ask a person, so tell me, so tell me, 
in your view, right, if you were to close your eyes and imagine a world where there was all Kiddusha, what, what, what would that world look like? Right? What would that world look like? So the Chaman says, often what do people say? A shul on every block, a yeshiva on every corner, right? Shuls, yeshiva, all, all these beautiful things right here. The Chaban says, no, 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 no. That, that, that's not what it means. He says, Kiddusha is not simply, Kiddusha is not simply that there's a space ultimately again for yeshivas and shuls. Because when people think about that, you know what, if you want to expand it a little bit, if you want to expand it a little bit, you know what, you know what Kiddusha is? Kiddusha is that there's the office building, right? And in the, and in the office building in the basement, what do you have? You have a base madrash. So that when you're not learning or when you're not working, you're learning, right? And there's a shtibol, there's a little, there's, there, there's, a, there's a shul in there, and then you can dab in and kind of bringing everything together. Says the Chaban, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. But that's not what we call Kodesh Elyon. Kein Ratzon Lodor B'Kfifa Achos. Torah V'Avoda Chayechol U'Tfila Bishchinus Zelazeh. See, Rabbi say, this is so incredible. Because the Chaban says, we often think that like the highest level of existence is coexistence. I have Kodesh and Chol literally living side by side. They're neighbors. And they coexist so beautifully, right? Kodesh doesn't infringe on Chol. And Chol doesn't infringe on Kodesh. The, right, what are the best neighbors? Best neighbors? Best neighbors a person could have? Are the ones that don't bother you. Right? right Mamish. Incredible. He's not your neighbor. Today he is. Right now. Uh, no, I'm, I'm here. I'm here in the middle. I'm in between. Uh, between. <laughs> so ultimately, again, okay, good. What is it? Tall fences make good neighbors, right? So what's the idea? Is you do your thing, I do my thing. We're good friends. We're next to each other. Everything is fantastic. Everything is fantastic. So the Chaban says, when we think about Kiddusha, we think about this idea that there's going to be Chol, there's going to be Kodesh. They coexist. They're neighbors. Shchinos. They're neighbors, one to the other. And again, this one doesn't share this one. This one doesn't share this one. HaKodesh Vachol. Listen to these words. Is 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 Hebrew? The way as they say, you know, they say in modern Hebrew, the phrase is gibush ra'ayonot, the articulation of ideas. The way he articulates the ideas are so beautiful. He says, "Hakodesh v'achol einam shchenim." See, I will say, "Kodesh and chol aren't neighbors." I will say, by the way, what's the interesting thing about neighbors? Right? What's the thing about neighbors? Let's say, I'll give you the following scenario. You have two, right, two friends, Ruben and Shimon, who live next door to each other. They love each other. Great neighbors. Great neighbors. And we'll say, now what happens? Ruben wants to put up a fence. Right? No matter how much Shimon likes him, what is Shimon going to tell Ruben? Two words. Two words. No one ever put up a fence. Right? Boundary survey. Right? I love you, but I, where is your land and where is my land? Right? Because that, that's what happens. Because at the end of the day, if we're going to demarcate, this is your property, this is my, I love you. I, it's a schuss to live next to you. But at the end of the day, I want to know where your property ends and mine begins, or mine begins and your ends, whatever it is, whatever it is, so we can be the best of friends. 
But neighbors always have that, part, that line of demarcation, right? This is mine, this is yours. Now, again, often it doesn't come up. I'm using the fence because fence is a good example. But the property is open, okay? Nobody minds. You walk here, you walk there. But the moment you're going to do something to kind of show that which is yours, so then I'd like to know exactly where mine ends and yours begins. He says, HaKodesh v'achol enam shchenim. Kodesh and Chol, they're not neighbors, because I will say, how do, you, how do you make sure you have a good, you have, you, have a, you, have, you have continued good relations with your neighbors? You put the little stakes in the ground, right? So you know, I know it's yours, you know what's mine. It's fantastic. We love each other. We love each other. We can hug across the boundary. But Lamaisa, I know what's mine and you know what's yours. Kodesh and Chol are not neighbors like that, where you need a clear and defined demarcation. Listen to these words. Hakodesh hu haneshama shal hachol. I don't even know what it means yet, right? But it's incredible. Hakodesh hu haneshama shal hachol. The Kodesh itself is the neshama, not just for Kodesh, but the Kodesh is the neshama for Chol as well. Ki ara elokus hu yisod hachol. For it is the light of Hashem that is at the foundation of everything. Our sentiment to Chaban is saying is something so profound is there are no neighbors because there is no Kodesh and Chol. I will say, what is there? What is there? There's Kodesh. There's Kodesh. I will say, now I want to be clear. The Chabad, he's not telling for us there's not Kodesh and Chol. Right? In our world, in our current circumstances, there absolutely is... Co- I knew you guys couldn't stay away. I knew it. I knew it. Right? In our world, there's absolutely Kodesh and Chol. In our world, there's absolutely things that are holy and things that are profane. Does he define... Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to get into all of this. Remember that what... makes all the difference. A hundred percent. What he's... Dis- just understand, what he's describing over here is the period of Zechira. Right? What, what happens in this period of Zechira? What happens in this second stage of Galos? So I for the last thousands of years, and maybe even since the beginning of time. In other words, I think that the state that he's... See, I will say, a lot of times when we think about Geula, we think about like a restoration to what was. But that's not totally true. In other words, there's a restoration, we'll have a base Hamikdash again. But the Messianic era ushers in realities that the world has never yet Seen. There's Panim Chadoshos Balakan. There's something new that's unfolding over here. So, what's amazing, what's amazing really to highlight is this idea that what he's describing is a period of Zechira, this last stage of Geula. And what happens in the last stage of Geula? The boundaries between Kodesh and Chol come down. Why? Because in the period of Zechira, I recognize that there is no Kodesh and Chol, there's only Kodesh. It's all only Kodesh. Everything is Kodesh. Page Ein Gimel. He's saying that the Kodesh lives within the Chol of Hashemah. Because any Chol can be elevated correct. to Kodesh. And by the way... It's not elevated. It's Hamav de Bekosh Bechol. It's, it's, it's one of the same Kodesh created. Created. Created a distinction between them. Correct. They're all the same. But they are the same. Hamav de Bekosh The perfect example is going to be the paradigmatic example of Kodesh and Chol's Watcher Bosa. The paradigmatic example... Shabbos and... Shabbos and... What are we going to say? Very true, beautiful, beautiful. Well, you said Shabbos. 
Shabbos and Chol. Truth is simpler. Simpler. The, the greatest example of Kodesh and Chol is the Guf and the Neshama. Right? It, it, it's here every day. It's here, it's, here, it's here every day. Right? And think about it for just a moment. Right? So I say the Guf is Chol. Right? The Guf is Chol. The Neshama is Kodesh. And we spend our whole lives just trying to reign in the Guf that it shouldn't go off the rails. The Chabad says, but think about this. What powers the Guf? What powers the Guf? What powers the Guf? The Neshama. The Neshama is a Nitzvot Sashem. It's a spark of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Spark of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Kulo Kadosh. So how can you call the Guf Chol when the Guf itself is powered by that which is Kulo Kadosh? It, do, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So the Chaban says, the Chaban says, you know, we'll say, see, see, okay, it doesn't make sense, but, but it's my life. It's my everyday life. My neshama wants one thing. My body wants a different thing. More often than not, my body wins. Sometimes my neshama wins. And even when the neshama wins, it's usually not a complete win. So I will say, that's in this period of time. But in the period of Zechira, the notion that both Kodesh and Chol, in the same way that both Guf and neshama come from Hashem, it will, that realization allows Kedusha to overtake everything. Take a look at page Ayin Gimel. He says, V'sarach lahavin, Shamira zu, lo ba'klal la'ayim al-erchei ha'chol u'lazalzalahem. So Bosa, this is very important. The Chaban says, you know Bosa, I think one of the things that, that is so enjoyable about learning the Chaban is that as much as like this is Torah's Hanistar, hidden Torah, and esoteric, the way the Chalban talks and the way he the way the way he articulates his ideas are so down to earth. Look look at this concept. He says, understand, we're not trying to demean or to diminish chol. See, I both say sometimes you think about it, people say chol like it's a bad word. Right? There's kodesh and there's chol. But say it can't be that chol's a bad word, right? Why can't it be that chol's a bad word? Why not? Uh, there's six days of it, right? I'm saying like most, right? Six sevenths of life is called in one day in Shabbos, right? They make it so obviously. So the Chaban says, "I'm it's also no Kodesh without Chol." Correct. The contrast. The contrast. Yeah, Although that's we're going to see, by the way, that obviously, according to what the Chaban is saying, is that's another distinction of the Messianic era. There will be Kodesh without Chol, or in other words, that or Chol itself becomes Kodesh. So the distinction is not as acutely felt. I mean, okay. I'll, we're going to see. Yeah, yeah, no, we're going to yeah. see. We're going to see. How do you have Ubdu the Chol on Shabbos? Oh, so we're going to... Good, good. We're going to... Let's see. Let's see. The lack of Kodesh inherently... Like, it, that is bad. Right? Like, the lack of Kodesh is a bad thing. That means that Chol is bad. The lack of Kodesh could be a lot of different things. Right? In other words, I'll give you an example. The Maral brings down. He says... Which, the word Chet. This is the word Chet. We often translate Chet as sin. So, so Maral says that's actually not the etymology of it. He says the etymology of the word chet actually means a void or an absence. He says because when a person commits an avera, much worse than the sin, which maybe brings in onesh or something else, is the fact that I've created, I've created a void, a vacuum, right? A space that should have been filled by kedusha is now just empty. It's now just. It's, I don't know if the word is bad. I would say the absence of Kedusha, right, usually is actually defined as Tumah. Tumah isn't necessarily bad, 
right? Tumma is a state of being. In other words, I, I could go ahead and sit here. I can go ahead and sit here and just sit here for a whole day and do nothing. Do nothing. No mitzvot, I say, nothing. Am I bad? You didn't job it. I missed, I, I didn't fulfill mitzvot assay. Didn't fulfill mitzvot assay. Failure to perform mitzvot assay, does that make me bad? I don't, I, I don't know, maybe the answer is yes. I, I would think more that, that I, there's a void. I've created this, this huge, so the shaila is what the void gets filled with. That, that's, so, and we're going to see, we're going to touch on this as well. So we'll say, so the Chaban says, I'm not coming to tell you that Chal is bad. Ela adirabo. The Roman osam or the shavoslam erech nitzchi ve'alyom, just the opposite. See, I will say, the easy way out in life is to say that chal is bad. As to say that, right? That's the easy way to say that chal is bad. I will say, why is it easy to say that chal is bad? Because in general, it is easy just to shut things off in life. It's, it's always easy to shut things off. I, I have this conversation with my children all the time because, you know, sometimes, you know, like conversations about technology or about different aspects of modern day life come up and it's easy to say something's bad it's easy to say something's bad it's easy that, of course because if you say it's bad you know what the great part is you don't have to deal with it you see both say no one really struggles with chazer right why, why, why don't they struggle with chazer why not why not right there's no gray in it it's not like oh, it's only a little chazer it was only it was a baby chazer, you know. It was never fully actualized into an adult chazer, you know. You know, I know a lot of adult chazers, right? You wrote above the answer. It's always the answer, but if you, if you, it's not the, the difference is it's black and white. No gradient. I'm, I'm sorry. No gradient. There's no gradient. In other words, that like it, you're you're either in or you're either in or you're out. So black and remember, we, we all strive for black and white in life. Black and white is great because if something is black and white, again, it doesn't mean I'm always perfect with it, but but there's no ambiguity. For Balchu, it's it's hard to, from not to stop, to stop eating chazer because he's so used to eating it. Oh, okay, a hundred percent. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about a person who's brought up from. I'm talking about a person who who, who lived life a certain way. So again, it's not the pshat that I don't have a type of feet for for chazer because I never ate it. Let's say that person lapsed and ate chazer. The difference is that it's unequivocally us. There, there's no gray in that. So things that are not gray, they're, they're, the struggle is less. Mashe, we'll say this, yeah, there's, there's a lot of examples of this. Masha'inkain, where there's gray, where there's gray, so there you have one of two choices. You could just say, bad, usher, shut the door on it, and that's the easy way out. That's the easy way out. Or you could embrace the struggle of it. So the Chaban says, the easiest thing would be to say, Chol is bad. Chaban says, I'm making life a little bit harder. I'm saying Chol is inherently good. Chol is inherently good. Because by definition, Chol, Chol by definition, ultimately again comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu also. Just like the Guf. The Guf is inherently good because it's fueled by the Neshama. He says, listen to what he writes. He says, Ki heim kelim nifloim laham shiches ara elokos afilo linaftule haasiya chomis. So he says something amazing. He says that when Kodesh interacts with Chol, or I should say Chol interacts with Kodesh, the goal of Kodesh, sorry, the goal of Chol is not to pull down Kodesh, but the goal of Kodesh 
is to pull up Chol. Because at the end of the day, what the, well, let's see. He says, Chaya Olam. Let's, let's look at the next paragraph. He says, Chaya Olam. Hazeh yicholim la'amlam liyatzer dvarim tovim u'mishuchlolim. Achlo letzekes mashmos. Ubeedra hakol na'aset tafel v'davet. Let's read two more lines. Lefichach. Ach ge'ula ve'ora tavo l'chol chayi ha'chomer b'shan sheyukar k'levush miyufa el hadar kivod ha'neshama. Nishmas amisra. So look at this line. So the Chaban says, when Gula comes and Gula brings its light, that light brings life to all aspects of the material world. He goes on, he says, and everything becomes Bishashi Yugar, In the period of Zahira, what ends up happening is the presence and the role of the Nishama becomes known or becomes seen. Not just in the neshama itself, but in the guf and in the chomer of life. Belavushim yikarim v'kishutim noim she'achinu avura baneha hashave me'artzos neichar. Ella, just go to the next paragraph. Shemabat kodesh zeh einenu nimtza bechilek haniglash atara. So before we get into this, so the Chaban says, just do one more paragraph. The Chaban says something so beautiful. So he says that understand what's happened here. Understand what's happening here, says the Chaban. That at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we've highlighted this Yisod, that right now in our world, there's Kodesh and there's Chol. And there are two different states. Two different states. And I will say, I want to point out, is our job to blur the line between Kodesh and Chol in this, in this state of being? No. In fact, our Avoda now is to make Havdalah, to be able to distinguish what's Kodesh, What's Chol? Focus on the Kodesh, embrace the Kodesh, and sometimes try to avoid the Chol. When possible, lift up the Chol. But a lot of times in life, successful spiritual living requires the avoidance of Chol. That's why, again, that's why we have the concept of Havdalah. That's why Morty said before, right, in the concept of Kiddushim Tiyu, right, how does Kiddusha ultimately express itself? Prushim, separating yourself from things. Right? So in this world, in this state of being now, Havdalah is the key to success. Embrace the Kiddusha, lift up whatever Chol you can, but try to push away. Or at least, at least no, even though I shouldn't use the word push away. At least be cognizant and aware of what's Kodesh and what's Chol. What the Chaban is describing of Rabosai is, in the period of Zechira, even the Chol becomes Kodesh. Unless you think that it's a Chiddush, it's not. Chol is always Kodesh. Chol is always Kodesh. It's just only in the period of Zechira that we're able to see it. Only in the future, in this world, we can't yet see it. But in the Messianic era, just like it'll be clear that the body is Kadosh, because the body is fueled by the Neshama, the Chol of this world will also be Kadosh, because it's all fueled and made by the same in Ode Milvado, by the same HaKadosh Baruch. What's the purpose of that existence? <coughs> meaning, in this world, meaning where we are right now, where, where there is a Havdal, and it's our obligation to elevate. I mean, that's the, that's, that's the whole struggle in life. Right. You take away that element, then what, meaning what, what are we accomplishing? Oh, so remember, so this, this, it's a good kasha. So remember, again, this is a general struggle in the Messianic era. Like, what is the... Remember, not just on the Chabad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in general, in general, right? The well, Gemara says... Yeah, depending on who's, who's treated you. Yeah. No, but I'm saying... You, you, you forget, I don't, forget about supernatural stuff. Forget about loaves yeah, of bread yeah. coming out of the... Right? The Gemara says... We just had in Yavamas a couple of weeks ago that the Gemara says, we're not Makabal Gerim. 
Bimos HaMashiach. We're not Makal Gerim. Why? Because the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be so explicitly clear, you can't convert unless there's a challenge. There's no, so what does that tell you? That tells you that, like, God himself is going to be so apparent and so tangible that even Bechira is altered. So that's a good kasha in general, ultimately, again, in Messianic era. What is the Tachlis HaAdam Eimos Yashech? And by the way, that's why if you notice, right, whenever you see Chazal speaking about the Messianic era, there's always a theme of incredible urgency. It's almost as if you better get done what you have to get done now before Mashiach comes. Because once he comes, once he comes, I'm not going to have the opportunity to do tshuva. I'm not going to have the opportunity <laughs> to, bless you, to right the wrongs. I think it might be the opportunity. It's kind of the same way that after you die, you can't do tshuva. Tshuva is only meaningful in Olam Haza. So to a certain degree, tshuva is only meaningful in the pre-Messianic era. But if everything is often, right, if everything is clear and everything is apparent, what's the great chap in tshuva? So, by the way, the Chaban is going to address this. But I just want to point out, it's not a Shaila on the Chaban. It's a Shaila on Mashiach. You're asking a Shiloh on Mashiach. It depends on how you view it. Yeah. No, but it's, it's a good, um, the, the it's a good is a very, I mean, the Rambam is a very, you know, practical sense of it. You know, where it's, it's this world with clarity of a Kosh Baruch Clarity of a Kosh Baruch doesn't mean you don't struggle. It just means you see Yad Hashem. You saw Yad Hashem in the Midbar. Day in and day out, there's a clarity right, maybe. there. Yet they still struggle. Maybe. Maybe I, I always understood that the, the level of clarity is so explicit. But maybe... Maybe I hear. Is, is he saying that Chol is really Kodesh only the most Sechira? But now, because now, if, if Chol is really Kodesh, so then you're not, no one's ever doing anything bad. Even if they're doing Chol, they're really doing Kodesh. So. No, 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 it doesn't work that way. Right? <laughs> well, no, it's the ability to see Kodesh in Chol. It's not just the shot that everything that's Chol is Kodesh no matter what you do. It's the ability to see and perceive Kodesh even in that which is Chol. And that is a function of Sechira. If that's what the Shiaf is, why would we not strive to do that? You can. It's not sustained. I mean, it's not, you it's, it's, it, 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 how, how, how do you do it? <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying, of course, 100% we should strive for all of these things. But Lamaisa, think about this for just a moment. It's hard enough. It's hard enough just making Havdalah. Right? In other words, it's hard enough just being cognizant of what's Kodesh, what's Chorat. How many of us have just like our life hashkafas in order to really know what's really Kodesh and what's really Chorat? I don't have that in order. There are days that like, I'm, I'm not sure my head's on straight with these things. So if I can't even, and I think that's most of us. And by the way, that's okay. That's part of the human condition. So yeah, a thousand percent, I don't have to wait for Mashiach to have this. But to be honest, not sure how to access this without Mashiach. Because I think what the Chaban is describing is almost like a little bit of a de facto state. In other words, this is what occurs when Mashiach comes. Lav Davka is something that we're doing. Is it a noble endeavor to try to make this happen here or to try in my own life to make the whole Kodesh? Absolutely. Are most of us successful in that? I think absolutely not. I think a successful life is where one knows what is Kodesh, what is Chol, and one does not allow Chol to derail his Kodesh, and one does not allow his Kodesh to derail his Chol. I think that's successful <coughs> in this world. The Indian of Nazir, this is pre-Mashiach. 
that we have to watch out. Yeah. Being totally uh, and, and, and that's why I just mentioned. You know, correct. A hundred percent. That's you have to be careful that your Kedusha doesn't derail your Chol. It, it goes both ways. A hundred percent. The guy who says, I love davening. See, you know what? I'm just staying in Shul. I'm not going to work today. Not going to work today. So that's not a tzaddik. That's not a tzaddik. That's a person who's shirking his responsibilities. I, but he wants to dive and he wants a four-hour Shemona answer. Fantastic. Fantastic. You know what? Maybe save it for my rev after you get home from work. You know, I'm just saying, so yeah, they, but this is the great challenge. We, we live with this bifurcation. And I think what he's describing here is something so beautiful, but it's kind of hard to wrap our head around it. But so let me just end off with this one last line, then we'll sing a little bit. So look what he writes. And I will say the last, second last paragraph page, Ayn Gimel. He says, Elo, Shemabat Kadosh Zeh, Says the Chabad said, this goes back to the beginning of the Sefer. The Chaban said, remember again, that Torah's Hanistar, the more esoteric aspects of Torah, which is what we're learning. Chasidus, Zohar, Kabbalah. So the Chaban says, you will not learn how to make Chol Kodesh from the revealed part of Torah. And I both say, now what, what does that mean? What does that mean? So I say, look at what the Chaban is saying. They both say, what's the avoda of Torah? Think about this. What's the avoda of Tariyag Mitzvahs? What, what do we accomplish when we keep Mitzvahs? Close to Hashem. Beautiful. Good. Relationship. I'm sorry? Oh, great. Make sure you stay on the right path. So ultimately, again, I, relationship to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, staying on the right path. The Chaban will also say, mitzvahs help me distinguish between Kodesh and Chol. How do I know what Kodesh is? They will say, so many crazy things have been, have, have, right? so, so many things have been done throughout the generations in the name of holiness, in the name of God. Right? How do you know in life what real Kiddusha is? What's the answer? What's the answer? How, right? How do I know what real kedusha is? How do I know? Right? How do I know? Shalom aleichem. Right? How do I know? If a chashbaruch tells me to do it, it's kaddish. And if a chashbaruch tells me not to do it, it's not kaddish. That's it. That's it. If he tells me to do it, it's kaddish. Tells me not to do it. Shabbos so say, isn't this incredible? Says the chaban, Torah's hanigla. Reveal Torah. Chamishachim shen Torah. Torah shabbatah. Mishnayis gimara rishonim achronim. They're dedicated to a very important pursuit. Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lachol. That's what they're there for. To teach me what's Kodesh, what's Chol, keep them separate. Keep them separate. He says, Dafka chilek hanistar hu sheba legalos es ha-Kodesh ha-Oyon ulaharos es shlitaso bechol merchavi ha-Chayim. I was going to stop with this for tonight. But the Chaban says that ultimately it's Torah's Hanistar, esoteric Torah, esoteric Torah, Chasidos, Chalman, Zohar, Kabbalah, which teach us this loftier level that maybe we're not quite ready for in this world, but that we will be ready for Mashiach comes, the level of not Hamavdu ben Kodesh Lachol, but the level ultimately, again, of finding the Kiddusha, even in the Chalavosai. By the way, I'll point out to you, one of the core tenets of Chasidus, one of the core tenets of Chasidus is the concept of Nitzotzos. Nitzotzos means literally sparks or drops of Kiddusha. And where can you find Nitzotzos? Where can you find them? 
everywhere in the world. From the holiest thing to the quote-unquote most mundane thing. The only distinction in Chassidus is how many klipas on top of the nitzotzos. How many shells, right? How many coverings, how many layers on top of the sparks. That's Torah Sanistar. Torah Sanistar is what opens our eyes to this new reality that you know what? There's not Kodesh and Chol. There's only Kodesh. There's only Kodesh. There's Kodesh that you know is Kodesh. And there's Kodesh that I know it's Kodesh, but I just don't know how or why it's Kodesh yet. But I'm looking forward somehow, some way to discovering it. So Torah Hanigla, Torah as we know it, helps us to live and to navigate in the world of Amavdo Ben Kodesh Lechol. And Torah Hanistar opens our eyes to what will be a world that is Kula Kodesh. So we'll stop here for tonight. We'll pick up the mirrors. So we'll sing a little bit.
Shkoyach, everyone. Shkoyach. 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 Shkoy